guys have got everything going podcast uh, pbs uh, books it's it's uh, and you you're a cartoonist it's going well yeah yeah we are um a little busy but um yeah it's uh, it's nice nice opportunities to reach a lot of people very good good morning daniel good morning how are you very good uh thank you for taking the time uh, let me get started. I know you guys are probably busy today uh, getting the word out about the book. This is the first day it's available, right? The book, uh, Frequently yeah. Asked Questions? Okay. Yeah, it's out today. Very good. Well, we'll get that out. Well, hi, everybody. Uh, we're talking with Jorge Cham and Daniel. Uh, is it Whiteson or Whitson? Whiteson. Uh, the authors of Frequently Asked Questions About the Universe. And this, is it fair to say, is this a sequel not a sequel, but is this the follow-up to have we have no idea that was a previous book? Yeah, yeah, it is sort of like the Empire Strikes Back of of, of books about the universe. <laughs> books. Yeah, our first one is called We Have No Idea, and it's about all the things we don't know. Um, and this one's kind of about the things we do know. So we have a podcast together called Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe, and we get a lot of questions over email, over social media, and we thought it'd be great to kind of put up, put the most interesting ones together in one book and, and try to answer them. Well, and that's a, probably a good idea because you guys have been busy. You're doing all kinds of things. You've got the books out. You've got the podcast that uh, you've been doing, very successful podcast that takes on this thing. And you have a tell us a little bit about the PBS series, Eleanor Wonders Why. How long has that been around? Yeah, that's a TV show on PBS Kids. It aired in September 2020, and season one is still going on, and shows are still appearing. And it just so, sort of comes out of our project to tap into people's curiosity and to encourage them to ask questions. Uh, this one, instead of being aimed at all ages and adults wondering about the deep questions of the universe, it's aimed at the little kid inside all of us and little kids maybe in your house who are always asking questions. And so it's a show about a really curious bunny. Uh, the main character of Eleanor Wonders Why is a bunny named after Jorge's daughter, Eleanor. And uh, we're both parents of kids who asked a lot of questions. And the goal of the show is to encourage kids to ask those questions and also to give them the tools to do like little basic science elements to answer their own questions, to figure out how not just to ask questions, but to find your own answers. Answers. Now, um, you, while you're answering all these questions, let me ask you both of you. Uh, Daniel, you're a physics professor. Jorge, you're a cartoonist. A sci it says scientist turned cartoonist. So you've got all kinds of things going on. You got the podcast you do, you've been working on books, you've got this TV show. Um, so, how do you get time to do all this stuff? It sounds like you, you need to duplicate yourselves or something. <laughs> Well, we figured out how to time travel, um, Steve, and and also how to how to clone ourselves. Uh, no, we we find we find the time. Uh, you know, everyone needs a hobby, I guess, and so ours is just kind of juggling a lot of projects that reach people and teach them about science and what we know and don't know about the world, the nature, and the universe. And so we fortunately have, you know, great teams in place that help us produce the podcast at iHeart. And we have a great team at, at an animation studio that we work with. Uh, and so we don't do everything ourselves. We don't animate every every episode. Um, but, and we have great writers also on that show. And so it's all sort of a big team effort. Now, so what kind of students were you guys? Um, I'm guessing, Jorge, you were, you were drawing little 
cartoons all the time or, or Daniel, you were working on equations. What, what's the, what's the story with you guys in school? <laughs> well, Jorge and I didn't meet until we were grown up, so he'll have to answer about his own back history. But I grew up in Los Alamos, New Mexico, home of the Manhattan Project, where physics was sort of in the air. And so I always uh, loved physics. And my physics teacher in high school was actually a physicist working at Los Alamos, and he would come in in the mornings and teach us about physics. And it was just really clear that he loved physics, and pretty soon I loved it, and I loved that he loved it, and it was just uh, it was a lot of fun. And I could see that he was you know, spending his life actually asking these questions and finding those answers. And that's what I wanted to do. So yeah, I was a big nerd. I, um, <laughs> you know, majored in physics and computer science. It did a lot of homework, uh, but I'm glad, glad to be where I am today. Where I actually get to smash particles together at the Hadron Collider and uh, answer some questions I had as a kid. Yeah, and I mostly spent my childhood wondering why the Manhattan Project was in New Mexico. That always <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. Because it was a secret. It was you off, man. One of the fool of Russians. But that's the yeah. Uh, but no, you totally had me there. I spent most of my school school sessions in school classes doodling on on my notebook. You know, I, I was hopefully paying attention as well, but. Um, I just spent a lot of time uh, doodling and drawing and, and, and reading comic books as well. Uh, and, and then fortunately, I was also sort of good at math and, and physics, so I studied engineering. Um, we, we're talking with uh, Jorge Cham and Daniel uh, Whiteson, authors of Frequently Asked Questions About the Universe, a book that just came out today. So uh, very fresh and new. And uh, now, okay, so we'll, we'll go with some questions for you guys, since that's what you like to, to deal with. Um, and, and they give you some on the publicist feed out here. You know, can we turn Mars into Earth? What, what's the story there? Is it going to be one big mall or what, what, do you, what do you answer on that one? Depends on who gets there first and does it, right? Uh, if it's the government or Elon. Um, but, you know, Mars is sort of an attractive alternative to Earth because it's nearby and it's not too hot and it's not too cold. And so it sort of seems in the realm of possible. I mean, it's fantastical in science fiction to imagine turning a wasteland like Mars, which is sort of less cozy than Antarctica, into a place where you can walk around outside and have naps in the grass after a picnic with your family. But it's amazing because it's sort of possible to ride on the edge of something we might be able to do. You'd need to get Mars to have much more CO2 in its atmosphere to warm it up, to like wrap it in a blanket. You'd need a lot more oxygen in the air so that people could breathe. You'd need a magnetic field so that it could protect it from radiation. You need all sorts of things. It's like a trillions of dollar project and maybe thousands or millions of years long, but right on the edge of something we might be able to do. And, and that's that's the fascinating part of this. Uh, OK, here's one. And again, I'm just collecting questions here. What do you make of the UFOs? Because we we we've gotten now the government, which heretofore had always, you know, kind of been furtive about it now releasing some of these odds and ends that Navy pilots have seen. So what do you make of this that what you've seen? Yeah, super interesting. It's a question in a lot of people's minds. And, and we have, I think we have a podcast episode about it that recently where we talked to an expert about that footage. Um, but in the book, we sort of tackle the question, we've kind of put, posed the question is why haven't the aliens visited, visited us or have they? 
And it is sort of fascinating to think about, you know, how big the universe is and how there are trillions of stars out there and how each star has maybe a rocky planet that could hold life. And so the question sort of becomes like, why haven't we seen aliens, if we, if we, assuming that we haven't for real? And so we have a fun time answering that in the book, you know, kind of taking the point of view of the aliens. Like if you were an alien civilization, how would you find, you know, some puny humans and sitting in some backwater a tiny rock planet in the in a corner of the galaxy, and um, because it is sort of a, a kind of a difficult job to run into another species out there in space, because space is so big and the stars are so far apart um, that you know you can sort of think about different scenarios about uh, how you might explore and how you might run into other species. We're talking with Hoye uh, Cham and, and Daniel Whiteson, authors of frequently asked questions about the universe. Just came out today. And you guys do, a, you just mentioned it, you do a podcast that uh, people should check out because uh, then you can get into some of these individual questions that you're, you know, a little more extensively. Uh, you know, you guys run the, the sort of the, a, a nice sort of balance here. You go into serious issues and then use humor. Um, you, do, do you have to work on that to balance that? I mean, if I said, OK, what's the first thing we should do about global warming? Is, is that is that joke material or is that, you know, hey, there's actually something there. Well, how do you deal with that? <laughs> well, we usually put in too many jokes and our editor has to remove about 80 percent of them. Um, our attitude is that these are deep questions. They're important questions. Sometimes they're existential questions, but they don't have to be intimidating to talk about. And so we try to use humor just to put people at ease, to make people feel like, hey, we're just people talking. And these are questions anybody can wrap their minds around and can engage with and should engage with. And so we try to sort of separate, uh, you know, lower that barrier between academia and everyday people and make people realize that we're all kind of scientists asking questions and trying to live on this earth and figure out what it means and how to do it. And so humor is a great way to connect with people. And in the book, Jorge has a lots of really amazing, fun cartoons. Some of them really help you understand a tricky topic and some of them just make jokes at physicists expense. Um, but it's always a, a great addition to the text. You guys have probably gotten uh, good feedback. I saw some of it online in regards to your podcast. Um, the, the, the idea that, hey, you, you make it interesting. You, you, you're obviously funny and engaging, but it, it's kind of thought provoking, which is sometimes not the, uh, the element that we, we, we get in entertainment. Yeah, uh, well, you know, our, our kind of basic assumption is that everybody's curious, you know, sometimes we sort of forget as adults to be curious, or sometimes society kind of beats it out of us a little bit. But, you know, fundamentally, as a human species, as human beings, you know, everyone is, is curious, you know, we start the world as little kids not knowing anything about how things are. And we sort of it's our main job to kind of ask questions and figure out how things work. And so everyone has that sort of innate curiosity. We just maybe get a little bit busy with our day jobs to kind of think about it. But um, hopefully the, and so hopefully the podcast is sort of a nice kind of escape to sort of think about these big questions to, to hope to hopefully help open people's eyes to, so that they see the world around them in, in different ways or new ways maybe. Um, and so that's kind of uh, all of it, part of the fun for us. We're talking with Jorge um, Jam and, and Daniel Whiteson from the podcast, Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe, and the book is Frequently Asked Questions About the Universe. So what's the biggest misconception 
about space or about the universe. Do, have you thought about that? Yeah, a lot of people have heard about the Big Bang, but I think a big misconception is that people think of the Big Bang as this point in time when the universe was really small, compressed down to an atom, which then exploded out into empty space. But instead, cosmologists these days think about the Big Bang as like a moment in time when the universe was really dense, not small, meaning that it can already be really big. The universe might have been super infinite, filling all of space with matter, just really compact like the center of the sun. And then instead of exploding through empty space, all that space just expanded, stretched out. So the universe went from hot and dense and compact to like more dilute and cold. Um, but it already was infinite when, before the Big Bang. And so that's sort of harder for people to wrap their minds around than the idea of an explosion. But it's more likely what we think happened. You know, you, you, Daniel White's in there talking about uh, misconceptions of space. Um, I'm reminded of, of as a kid, uh, thinking one night about the concept of infinity. And I think I either I wasn't able <laughs> to handle it or whatever, but it, it upset me because it was like, I don't understand how this thing started. You know, I mean, what, somebody had to start it or something had to start it. And, but wait a minute, what started them? I mean, how do you get back to the beginning on this? <laughs> Welcome to physics. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I missed that class. Yeah, no, that's a totally unnatural and normal reaction. You know, the universe is so big, potentially infinite, and it's sort of hard to wrap your mind around, and it, it sort of makes your brain hurt a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's it's sort of a mathematical concept. And and um, actually, if you talk to a physicist, as Daniel likes to put it, an, an infinite universe actually makes more sense than a finite universe. You know, one that has like a that ends at some point, because then you kind of have to ask the question, why does it end <laughs> or why does it why doesn't it go on forever or what's on the other side or what's outside of that universe? Uh, and so, yeah, it, I think the, the universe is full of these crazy, mind blowing revelations that are, are, are for better or for worse. True. Now, we're talking with Jorge Chama and Daniel Weitzen, author of Frequently Asked Questions About the Universe. This came out today. Got all kinds of humor and, and information about it. Uh, do you guys individually, I mean, we've had these um, uh, individual cases of people going up into space. Uh, you know, the Amazon, uh, Jeff there, and, and uh, the, I always think of the Virgin Airlines guy. Um, they've, they've, the billionaires have taken off into space. Do you guys want to go into space? Well, we haven't seen sales figures from the book yet, so I don't really know if we can afford it. <laughs> in other words, um, you got you got to have money to get in there. That's right. Yeah. So, um, assuming that we're not billionaires, um, I'm not actually eager to be early on the list of people to go out into space. I mean, I'm glad somebody's doing it. I think it's an important part of the human project to get us up and out there and explore the universe. But I actually think it's more important that we send our science instruments, our robots, and our telescopes dollar for dollar we learn a lot more about the universe by sending robots and observatories out there into space. Human space travel is very expensive and dangerous. And so uh, I think both are important, but they're very, very different sort of projects. And personally, I'm not that eager to go out into space. Uh, I like breathing air and uh, walking in the sunshine. <laughs> 
That sounds good. Well, hey, we appreciate it. We've been talking with Jorge Sham and Daniel Whiteson, the authors of Frequently Asked Questions about the Universe. Um, check out their podcast. Check out the Eleanor um, Eleanor Wonders Why on PBS. And uh, guys, best of luck. And uh, we'll look for uh, another uh, session of questions in the future. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks Take for care. the great questions. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.